Hey, did you know that the podcast you're listening to right now is actually part of a network of podcasts dubbed the Amazing Friends Podcast Network, Ethan Parker Smith? I did, Griffin Sheridan. And did you know that for other great podcasts, comics, and more, you can visit SheridanandSmith.com? Huh. No shit. This just in, everybody. Watch out. Whoa, hey, hot off the presses. Wash your hands. It's it's the latest installment of Kenny Porter's Quarterly Reporterly. Welcome, everybody. Quarterly, of course, has a little asterisk. What is quarterly? What does quarterly mean? A quarterly means when Ryan Stegman's got baseball practice with his kids and he doesn't want to come home at 8 o'clock and do a podcast. Uh, and that's why we're so grateful to have Mr. Kenny Porter back for his second installment, Kenny What's up, man? Welcome back. Take it away. How's it going? Once again, continue my tradition of just covering other people's jobs during children's <laughs> sports. So, yeah, you're Secretary famous for of Defense, it. when his kid has a soccer game, that's when I go right mm-hmm, in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I'm actually kind of an idiot. I don't know if the Secretary of Defense right now is a man or a woman. So, um, I kind of feel whenever, bad. whenever, so whoever the sec- yeah. whoever they are, whoever they are, <laughs> yeah. I'm willing to cover during the soccer game. Great. Wonderful. And I know the country's in good hands with you at the helm, sir. Listen, I do what I can. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know what else you do? Uh, sometimes you, you make comic books, you write graphic Once novels. In a while. And, um, and that's what we're here to talk about today, of course. Um, so, sir, you had a original graphic novel come out at the very beginning of the month. We talked about it on the last installment of Kenny Porter's Quarterly Reporterly. We've plugged it on about every episode since then, and and even a, a few a few before. Um, we've been talking about Fearless forever now. I feel like on the show, uh, and it finally came out at the beginning of the month. Here we are, um, about three weeks later. I want to know how it's been, what the reception has been like, what it's been to finally have this thing out in the world for you, and how you and Zach have been celebrating the release of such a fantastic title. Okay, Matt. Well, first of all, it does feel like we've been talking for it forever, like <laughs> mm-hmm. basically since mm-hmm. I met you. I've been like, I have this book coming out. I swear to God, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. <laughs> taking so long. And it's finally here. I got um, it actually here. Like, I know I can see you on the video. You got it. Yeah, and you, you know, you know, there it is. I love it every oh, time. Oh, you got one of the signed copies. Of course, one of the of limited course. signed ones from the vault. Without a doubt, the fine folks at Vault of Midnight. If you're in Michigan. Grand Rapids, Ann Arbor, Detroit. Give them a visit. They always run a great shop. You gotta um, go. It's one of the best shops in the world. Without um, a doubt. Yeah, man, it feels crazy to have it out. Like, we put so much hard work into it, and all the people at Scholastic were so great, and now that it's, like, out in the world, it feels surreal because we've been with it for so long, and mm-hmm. now the rest of the world has it. And from what I've seen, the reception of it has been great. Like, I've had people I haven't talked to in years message me and be like, hey, I saw you wrote this graphic novel, I got it for my kids and they've read it three or four times this weekend and they absolutely love it. And I just think it's so crazy to be able to hear that, to hear kids who are reading it over and over, enjoying it so much. And I know the school library journal made it like their pick that week and tweeted about it, which was awesome uh, to see them promoting as one of the top releases for kids. And 
over the course of the month, I've seen more and more people like make it their official pick and recommend it to, you know, kids and parents and stuff. So it feels awesome, man. I'm just really glad that this book we put so much love and heart into, like people are connecting with it. I'm really glad too. I mean, I won't spoil it or anything, but like that I put a lot of work to make sure that the ending had a good emotional impact. Mm -hmm. And I've heard that it's really resonated with people, especially people who tell me people who are older who read it. Cause it is like kind of an all ages book, even though it's targeted to younger readers. Like I feel mm -hmm. like it's a bit more evergreen and that's what people have been telling me. Um, and they tell me that whether they're that age or they're my age now that like they really resonate with that emotional beat of like transitioning from one school to the other right. and how your friend groups change and stuff. So that's totally. like tip me right on the heartstrings, man. It feels good. Absolutely, man. I know, um, it's funny, like my uh, my little brother, I managed to get through. I'm like the only kid in my family that managed to get through and go to all the same, like go to this linear, like planned out. Like we knew I was going to go to this school, this school, this school, and it happened. Yeah. And uh, every other one of my siblings has had to jump schools at some point. And so um, you know that there's a big audience for, for those sorts of beats and everything. And I think it's something that a lot of folks can relate to, like you're saying. And you guys do it so so fucking well here and there's there's something always to be said about you know um trying to maintain those connections and stuff with folks and uh you know i think you guys did a fantastic job um well, thank you man of course sir um yeah it's super super exciting to to see it out on the shelves and uh do you are you and zach gonna be working on anything else oh yeah we have here? like mm -hmm. three other things that we want to do and we though we've picked one of them so that's going to be our next thing so i've already written like 24 32 pages of it and he's done concept art and stuff and so we're putting that together but yeah we know the next thing we're going to do it's going to be it's going to be similar in um in the way it tackles themes but a way different setting it's going to be more fantastical but is going to try to hit one of those like hard lessons of growing up sort of things so way different sort of take and protagonist and situation but you know me i love a flawed protagonist of so, course uh just like that one so some kids are gonna learn some stuff there's gonna be some big feels and this time around there's gonna be some big fantasy uh Ooh. nonsense going on i love fantasy nonsense um you know what i uh, what else i think is fantastic about it too is the format of it, of course, is so good for, we're talking about it being all ages, but I think it's particularly great for getting kids that may not be uh, exposed to graphic novels or comics yet. I think it's a great way to introduce them yeah. to the medium. Um, I think you guys have a piece here that's colorful and fun and, and brisk and emotional enough still that like it'd be hard I think to for a kid to read this as maybe one of their first graphic novels, comics, whatever. You, and um and then not want to explore the medium further, I think. Um, so I don't know That's if that was the greatest compliment somebody could have ever. Hey, seen. all right, cool. I, I, I wasn't sure if it was like any part of your intent, but it's just such a great gateway to the whole world, I think. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it on that front as well. Hey, if we want to make Fearless one of the must-buy comics when getting into comics, I'm completely fine. <laughs> oh, okay, so. yeah, you're cool with that. I'm glad. <laughs> let me get back to the, yeah. the folks at Scholastic and let I them know. I will gladly take on that responsibility <laughs> along with Zach. We will be co-chairs on that platform of responsibility Listen, and completely take that. I, but no, I, man, that's a huge compliment. Thank course, you so much. Of course, man. Um, you uh, you had another series, another, uh, another graphic novel 
uh, called Barnstormers. Uh, that that's that's, that's right. been out. I was wondering um, if you had any updates on that for us by yeah, chance. Yeah, so Barnstormers is coming out re-released through Insight and um, Simon and Schuster in the fall. Nice. So that that was the Kickstarter book I did with uh, Randy Castellani. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about it's an alternate like post World War One where former you know pilots instead of becoming just you know fun daredevils in the sky decide to make money on all the leftover planes by becoming like giant monster whalers mm-hmm. so it's kind of like a king kong meets ghostbusters sort of thing or like real ghostbusters because mm-hmm. it's like over the top and very cartoony and like fun cartoon violence and it was originally a kickstarter book like i said but now it's being re-released through them and put in bookstores and everything which is awesome um, this one's a slightly modified version, so we reformatted it down to six by nine, so that like, oh. trades uh, that um, you know trade digest size. Right, right. And then uh, some of the artwork was altered too, and some of the lettering. So this is kind of like a modified edition. So even people who have the original one, this one's a different version. Nice. Um, so that's awesome. I'm really excited to get that out. So that's pretty crazy to have two right in a year, but yeah, mm-hmm. they're like. Mm-hmm close to each other it's really fun it's really cool to hear about the the reformatting of it because i do um you know something in the size of like fearless here or something more uh close to like the traditional uh comic size and everything those are cool but those digest ones also make it so easy to like bring around with you and uh, i think especially for for younger readers like you know that's that's kind of essential you got smaller hands you're gonna need a smaller book and so i think uh that's pretty cool i like that quite a bit well, plus, I mean, just like it fits with more regular print size books on your shelf, too. Absolutely. So it's just aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. Uh, and I mean, we're in the midst, speaking of that size and format, like we're in the midst of a huge manga boom in the U.S. right now. Yes, sir. So more books about that size, mm-hmm. like I'm sure it doesn't hurt convincing people to buy it. Um, we went to Barnes & Noble today mm-hmm. uh, when we were running errands and... Um, Oh, also while I was there, I noticed like they had sold out of Fearless and just restocked. Let's go. So, that is awesome. Yeah, so if you're in the Grand Rapids area and your Barnes and Noble was out of Fearless, they just restocked it, so it's there. Was this um, um was this was this Rivertown? Which one did you go to? Uh Woodland. Woodland, okay. Woodland yeah. Mall yeah. was the one we were at today, so we had to return some stuff. Sweet. But, yeah, we stopped by there and I went to go see if there's anything we wanted to buy. Dude, the they've moved the manga section from like two or three rows to an entire wall like, uh, across it's, the length of an aisle it is insane i um yeah so we've been talking about this a little bit on supple boys noticeably I, I i should have mentioned this up top ethan is not with us tonight he's got some responsibilities to, to get to yes always um but lately on supple boys we've been talking about how Ethan has, I think, certainly read more manga than I have, but I think I've seen more anime than he has, and and, oh. and he's finally getting into um, he's getting into anime, and so that's been really exciting. And so the sheer what's he been watching? So my hero, he really enjoys. Um, okay. He he watched Jujutsu Kaisen on your recommendation. Um, I believe he uh, he said he really enjoyed that. Um, yeah. Uh, Odd Taxi, he watched, which I have not seen, and. Oh, uh, I- <laughs> yeah no he explained it to me and i was like that sounds great uh that sounds so really fun good, dude he said the intro is, is killer as well yeah oh dude yeah it's so catchy <laughs> and go. like bright okay. and fun which is weird because like i mean i'm sure he's told you the premise that it's like mm. animals in like a kind of like 
comedy crime drama yes, yes yeah sort of situation it's so bright and colorful but there'll be like extortion and people breaking fingers and stuff and the music is so catchy and fun and bright i gotta get it's on great. i gotta get on board um so those ones uh those ones he's been really enjoying i i told him to hop onto uh devil man um and attack on titan were the two that i told him he he's got to get to asap because those are two that i've really enjoyed recently um and he said he actually we were just on the phone before this and he said he's going to do fit in demon slayer before um attack on titan and um just because he's he's seen the how how big it's been in the past year with like the movie and everything Um, oh my god yeah that movie crushed it crushed it insane (laughs) it's insane um but that's uh, so getting back to that whole point is that just like it is crazy to see how fast it just exploded i mean it's been like simmering i I feel like for a couple of years and during the pandemic when everyone was just looking for mass amounts of content to get through to keep them occupied i think i think it just just fucking exploded Uh, and so yeah it's awesome honestly and um, i'm looking to read more manga i'm hoping to get into it and i just said i've probably seen more anime than ethan he's going to quickly surpass me as he does with this sort of thing all the time um yeah he's watching avatar the last airbender too which is like up sort of in between somewhere between american animation and anime but um have you seen avatar it's so fucking good i have it i missed it when it was on yeah Um, I should go back and watch it because just about everything about it is stuff that I love. Um, yeah, I think you. Yeah, I'm. Love it. I'm hoping. Like, I know that. Like, outside of like the huge manga boom, like overall, comics and graphic novel sales are up. Mm-hmm. Like, so if that's a good gateway drug for people to get into American comics, that's awesome. We'll like, so like it's. It, I'm just glad that more people found reading again during the pandemic. Amen. Amen. Yes. <laughs> um, and I'm really happy that like people are giving comics a try more. I've been seeing like way more, um, way more videos on like TikTok of people who start channels because they're like, you know, like uh, young kids and everything, and older people are like, I didn't, I was never into comics, but I started reading them during the pandemic, and I'm super into them, and they ask for recommendations. So just to see like people across platforms getting excited and asking, you know, for recommendations and stuff is really cool. So Amen. on the American comic side, I've really, um, I think it's called Proctor Valley road. It's that new Morrison mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. Uh, love that. Uh, that's really good. Uh, I also have really been enjoying, uh, I know he is the enemy of the show and mm. I'm going to take, <laughs> I'm going to take some points. It's okay. For myself it's by right. saying it, but I really enjoy chips daredevil uh a lot it's phenomenal i'm really enjoying the electra daredevil storyline right now um it's freaking awesome mm-hmm. uh so yeah i've been enjoying those quite a bit and dc's got great books right now too like i've really been enjoying um philip kennedy johnson's superman uh all the batman titles have been awesome uh i've been really excited about those uh the new Robin book was really fun. Yeah. I read the first issue of that. Yeah. Uh, and then Riley and Stephanie's um, Harley Quinn is amazing too. Killing it. Just killing it over there. Hmm. You work for DC sometimes, Kenny Porter. I wonder if you'll ever work for them again. That's just, that's could, just me wondering be, out loud. Yeah. Could be something real soon that you hear about. No way. It's almost like I knew that and, and I wanted to bring it up so then everybody else could hear that there's something coming down the pipeline and they should be very excited about it. Yeah. We're recording a little early 
for me to admit to anything <laughs> right now. So I won't. But yeah, I'm doing more stuff with them with my awesome editors and some really super talented artists over there. So I'm really excited about those. I can't say what they are, but they should be announced pretty soon. Probably in the next previews, at least one. Um, yeah, one will be announced in the next previews. Yeah, my brain doesn't know how to time frame anymore. Godoy. Yes, one of them will be in the next previews. Not multiple. But <laughs> yeah, doing doing some more stuff over there. Um, and I'm also, like I said, I'm working with Zach on the next thing. Just like it's, it feels so great to have Fearless out and to see the response to it. Like I'm so excited to get this next story out there and share mm. another like thing I wish I knew when I was younger sort of thing and try to apply some of those like deep feels and stuff that I got as a kid over this time I'm going way well not just I but we Zach and I are going in like a way different type of responsibility direction um so way less of a road trip thing and more of a centralized sort of location Mm -hmm. uh but still a lot of like big cast of fun characters and stuff so keep hyping this book that doesn't exist yet Uh, (laughs) it's okay it's never too early to uh climb aboard the hype train um this is where you get that inside news on the kind of quarter quarterly reporterly amen amen of just what's in my brain (laughs) well what about what's on your brain what about what was just on top of your head was a black adam hat and also it was yeah um black adam movie coming next summer are you excited for it I saw that. Uh, Yeah, I enjoyed the Shazam movie. I thought it was fun. Mm -hmm. So I'd be willing to check out another one. Like, uh, I thought Zachary Levi was really fun in that. Um, I thought it was a a much more lighter tone take. Although the villains still were pretty freaky. Yeah, no. I horror movie scene where they eat all the people. But uh, yeah, I'm down for it, man. Like, go ahead. Like, The Rock is super fun. I think The Rock's a great choice for Black Adam. So Mm -hmm. uh, he keeps talking, he he keeps hyping up, like, changing the power hierarchy in the dc universe and stuff and it just sounds it sounds fun also the the justice society in there and uh folks like pierce brosnan as dr fate like um that's, i know that's awesome that's gonna man. be fucking awesome i can't wait for that movie um hawkman and all that jazz. i'm down man like yeah. put the justice society and more stuff amen amen i'm uh i'm excited for that we're ramping up to um uh, movies are coming back especially Marvel movies will be gracing the silver screen once again oh, soon. Yeah. Black Widow is is like just a month away. Um, Loki's going to be starting like next week or whatever it is. Um, we've got trailers for Shang-Chi and Eternals. Just waiting on that goddamn Spider-Man trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I figured you were probably chopping at the bit to get that. Um, We've been getting a lot of that stuff recently. I guess this is more. This is like a little impromptu pop culture news segment we got going here. Are you looking forward to any one of those in particular? Yeah. Let's just go into yeah mini pop culture news. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Zip over to this desk mm-hmm. uh, in pop culture news today as I shuffle my imaginary <laughs> papers. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think because there's been a ton of announcements of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm obviously still very excited for that Green Lantern TV show that mm-hmm. they've talked about more. Mm-hmm. That's going to have dual narratives, I guess, of um, Alan Scott in the 30s and 40s as an FBI agent, Damn. which is an interesting take. And like him being Green Lantern and then also having to hide his homosexuality, which mm-hmm. I think is a awesome take on it mm-hmm. and like a good allegory for that. And then... I think they at least confirmed that somebody's playing Guy Gardner in an 80s segment of it. So it's both period pieces. So that's very interesting. At least I think it's 80s. Um, 
but yeah, so they at least have a Guy Gardner and an Alan Scott. I don't know who else is going to be in it. Really hoping a John Stewart. I'm uh, hoping because yeah, John Stewart would be dope. Um, there was all that hubbub, you know, after the Snyder Cut came out that apparently it wasn't the full Snyder Cut because Green Lantern was in there and everything, and it wasn't uh, left in there or whatever it is. Um, and I'm hoping that's because they're just ramping up to do just a shit ton of stuff with Green Lantern because, you know, I think everybody knows, and I think you chief among them know there's just like the green lantern section of the dc universe is its own it's like its own whole universe it's like it's so oh, it's huge. got its own rules <laughs> and like big sets of villains and like creation myth exactly and, everything. and it's and that sort of stuff is just so fucking ripe for the sort of thing that people are consuming now like people love a good world building people love a good dense lore that's of course like that hyper serialization like world building stuff that anime and mangas do really really well um yeah i think you could port some of that storytelling over to something like green lantern and i think people would go nuts over it so i'm really hoping that all comes to fruition sometime soon hopefully yeah let's hope they take like a jujutsu kaisen vibe with mm. it or something and do some new school of green lantern to face some really spooky stuff i would love that that's the thing too is like it's so like you could do a whole little show with like young green lanterns or whatever the hell you want to do a little training academy thing you could do that if you want you can do any one of the fucking lantern cores can have their own little section have their own little mini series or whatever oh yeah that's so fucking good god damn it um well they're doing a tv show so maybe the reason i mean i've seen like internet news which you know is like believe mm -hmm. a third of what you read mm -hmm. and nothing of what you hear but it's you know more than likely that they probably told me couldn't use Green Lantern because they were like especially John Stewart because they want to use him somewhere else because I know that's the version of Green Lantern he wanted to use mm -hmm. but that's all legality uh they've I know that like Warner Brothers has done that before with you know when characters are going to cross over they know they're going to put it somewhere else they don't want that like I I think a long time they've been worried about like audience confusion but mm -hmm. um which is valid from back in the day but i think more audiences especially after into the spider-verse are more more and more people understand the concept of a multiverse mm -hmm. and are okay with multiple people being the same character absolutely so i think we'll eventually get to a point where we can just have like a batman who's in movies and a batman on tv mm -hmm. and everything or you know vice versa with even like a spider-man sort of thing like I think we've just I think we're reaching the point now where people are like, I'm okay if multiple people play this character. Absolutely. Um I don't know if you've seen any of Superman and Lois. Superman and Lois has been pretty good. Um Yeah, I saw the pilot. Yeah, that Superman's the Superman stuff in there is fantastic. And the CW teen drama stuff is present and it is certainly uh it's not super abhorrent or anything like that i think it's it's like yeah it's there and i can get through it, especially because i've seen so many cw shows um but the superman stuff and the lois lane stuff i think is fucking phenomenal in that show um and it makes me happy to so see so there's it something it. crazy actually about that pilot i want to bring up sure um okay so do you remember so this is spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen superman and lois but there's a point in that show when he goes upstairs to talk to his son mm-hmm and his son is playing <laughs> a fighting, a Mortal Kombat game yeah. where it's Raiden versus Superman. Yeah, yeah, Injustice, I think he's playing. Um, yes, mm -hmm. which is crazy. Or it's Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. So it's probably true, true. is Raiden in Injustice? Yeah, he was in like a an expansion for the second one. Okay, yeah. 
Well, just like the way for a half a minute, I started to wonder because I know they've done like video game crossovers Mm -hmm. and everything. I was like, is this a fighting game (laughs) where they took their real life heroes and pit them against the concept of Mortal Kombat? Or (laughs) is the crossover with Mortal Kombat canon and the general public know who like Raiden and Sub-Zero are? Let's go. Like. I hope so. Superpowered people. God, that would be awesome. <laughs> that's kind of what I was leaning towards. Uh, <laughs> that's what I want in my heart of hearts. Like that's that's what we need. Like just go ahead and cross over the brands and just be fun. Speaking of, uh, um, you big Mortal Kombat fan? Did you see the new one? I am. Did I see the movie? Is that what you're asking? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did see the new movie. It. <laughs> it. <laughs> well. Well. Um, I'll tell you this much. Sure. It, to me. I didn't have a pro- I know a lot of people like either well I know a lot of people hate it. I don't hate it. I think it's a fun crazy wacky movie. Mm. It's totally Did you see it? I did. Yep. Okay. So let let me know if you agree with me then. Sure. I think it feels like the first opening scene mm-hmm. and the last fight feel like they're from a different movie than everything that happens in the middle. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Okay, yeah. The, uh, because the Scorpion Sub-Zero stuff of, like, the introduction and then the fight at the end feel like they're from, like, that's from a different movie from the very, like, sci-fi channel movie that's in the middle. That's a great way to put a sci-fi movie. Um, because, to my knowledge, because I, I don't have a whole lot of... I played Mortal Kombat insofar as I played Mortal Kombat because it was like on in people's living rooms and we would sit down and play a few rounds, but I don't know too much about the lore or the world of Mortal Kombat. Oh, and there's a lot. I I, I know. You think Game of Thrones has a lot of lore? I figured. Yeah. And so that was something that I thought going into it, I was like, I know there is a lot there and it's going to be interesting to see how they distill it for me as someone who doesn't quite know that but like there's that appeal of just the games in general the violence and you know just the the fighting in general and then i saw it with a couple of folks my my brother included who do know uh, a whole bunch about the lore and everything so i had them immediately accessible to see how it was stacking up for them and um yeah and yeah for me uh, the movie, like, I don't know. Overall, I would say I, I didn't really enjoy it too much because that vast majority of the movie, like we're talking right in the middle, was so bland for me um, because Cole is, and to my knowledge, based on who I've, I've spoken to, Cole is an original character for the film, correct? It's yes. not from the games. Yeah, and so Cole no. seemed like just the, the lamest <laughs> possible main character you could come up with. I thought the actor did a good job. But I just thought that the script and the direction and nothing was serving the, that character in any sort of compelling way. And they don't give him a lot to go off no. of. He's just kind of like, eh, I'm being attacked and like I'm kind of worried about my family, but I'm yeah. also just like kind of having a good time. Yeah, and they build up his like power reveal like the whole movie. I mean, they're kind of doing it for everybody. They got to get their, uh, what is it? Um, uh, what is it called? Uh, Arcana. They got to unlock their Arcana. Yeah. And... Um, so the whole movie is building up to that. And of course with the other characters, you more or less know how that's probably going to look. Uh, and that's cool. Yeah. Um, and for the most part, those, those paid off pretty well. <laughs> Dude, when Kung Lao does the flawless victory, that was fucking awesome. Oh, <laughs> that was, was the perfect. most Mortal Kombat part of the movie. Easily I did start highlight. laughing and clapping when that happened. Amen. That shit was perfect. And I wish more of the movie was just filled with just over the top absurd shit like that. 
Um, yeah. And then we're, we're building up to Cole's reveal and we get to it and it's like, it's uh it's armor. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a vague gold armor piece, some staffs and that's about it. Yeah. And I was really yeah. let down by that. But all the stuff involving established Mortal Kombat characters I thought was, was fun. I like that they kind of went for it on like the costume design and everything. They didn't really try to like make it all super real world or whatever. They kind of went for it on that front. I appreciate that. Scorpion coming yeah. back from hell was fucking sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, all that stuff feels like it's from a different movie. Yeah, yeah. Kind absolutely. of like it feels like plucked out of a different thing, like it's shot different, stylized yeah. different. But yeah, I think um, I completely understand why they made an original character to like try sure. to draw people in. Yeah. I think if they would have just made him a named character, it would have helped. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. I don't I haven't played the latest two games, but I think there's a character who is like I'm so I'm gonna apologize again if I'm getting this wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, I'm this is from what I've gathered. Like from what I've gathered, there's a successor to Scorpion, I think, named Takeda or something, who mm-hmm. has a similar type of weapon. He's like a younger member of the uh, Shira Ryu, mm. the like ninja clan. I do know that, mm-hmm, but that's mm-hmm. who um, <laughs> Scorpion fights for. So I think maybe doing a new take on him where like he's he's still thematically tied to it and is a named character might have helped. And you right. still could have done the new take on him as like an entry point. Mm-hmm. But I think that I, I know a lot of people are not happy with like the main POV character being somebody who isn't tied to the franchise and doesn't have a history with it. So yeah. I think if they would have just, like you said, that actor like was great. Mm-hmm. He just didn't have a lot um, tied to him. I think having a tied character name, if they'd have just made him this successor character that was like more, I mean, cause spoiler alert, more or less, that's what he is. Like he's of Scorpion's bloodline. Mm-hmm. So I think just like naming him a character who's like a known thing that people could get excited about. Mm-hmm like just swapping his actual name would have helped. Yeah, and and it doesn't help also that like I don't know, you hear yeah, we got Scorpion and and Jax and Sonya Blade and then Cole. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> yeah, yeah, d- yeah, I don't know. Don't get me too excited. Um Yeah, I thought it was it was fine. I I think it leaves the door open for more compelling sequels, which I I do hate when they do that, of course. But I'm always down. I will be I yeah, will be well, there if they do dang. another one. I know the actor, I don't know his name off the top of my head. I think it's, oof, I want to say it's like Joe Tolson or something like that. Uh, he's freaking amazing. He's the guy who played Sub-Zero. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. He signed on for multiple uh, multiple movies. So I'm looking it up because I want to know because this dude, I need to see. Yeah. Joe, uh, Joe, Te- Joe, I don't like, no disrespect to him. Um, absolutely amazing fight scene wise. I heard that he fought and did his choreography so fast that they had to ask him to slow it down for the other actors because they couldn't keep up. Like, and my friend um, Tyrell Cannon, who's an artist, who's like huge martial arts movie guy, told me that like this dude, like he's one of the most insane martial artists he's seen. So I'm down for seeing that guy a million times. They want to resurrect him, bring him back as a revenant or a zombie or something. Fuck like, yeah. but I mean, I just want to see that guy fight on screen. More, <laughs> he's too so. good. Um, I feel like it'd be a better TV show than a movie. Yeah, because you can but, make it more digestible and you can just kind of like, you can do your little pieces of like narrative legwork in the front half of an episode and then the back half can be all just the action and shit. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And so 
I agree. It could be really because you know the idea of a of any given Mortal Kombat match is like fifteen minutes, right? Or fifteen? Yeah. Jesus, you're really going hard. <laughs> like five minutes, right? And so, yeah, you could sit down and just kind of slot them in across an episode. I think that'd be good shit. Um, yeah. Hmm. Did you? What about uh, Eternals trailer? I have some thoughts about this Eternals trailer. Uh, I don't necessarily have any thoughts. I think it looks it looks great. Um, I know, like story wise, we haven't been given a ton except kind mm-hmm. of the setup. Although my wife texted me and was like, "I saw the Eternals trailer. I don't get it. Like, what <laughs> is this?" Yeah. Uh, and then I had to kind of like take a deep breath and go. So way back when, <laughs> <in the> universe, <laughs> yeah. That's um, good. But yeah, I I think it looks good. I think it's got a like a really killer big cast. Uh, what do mm-hmm. you What do you think? I do think it's got a great cast. I'm down to see like the very beginnings of this iteration of the Marvel Universe. That's compelling. That's exciting to me. Um, thing about it is that I, I agree. It does look great, but it's got like this naturalistic like look and feel to it. And I like that. But also I was kind of looking for Jack Kirby <laughs> because it's Eternals. <laughs> yeah. And and there seems to be a lack of that in the trailer. It could be it could be in there and we just there. Maybe they're saving it for like the third act or something. But that's something that I feel like these movies always will end up shying away from, especially when they're pulling from Kirby's work like. The one time I feel like they really fucking went for it was the last like ten minutes of Doctor Strange and um and that shit was awesome. <laughs> like Dormammu in the Dark Dimension looked stellar. Uh but everything every other time they try to get close to his stuff, eh, they just they just neuter it a little bit, I think. But I don't know. Um maybe the thing about it is that I've and I've been I've contested this a whole bunch, is that the MCU is like just very much its own thing. And I really don't oh, have yeah. a problem with them like not adapting anything like perfectly uh people will always bring up spider-man and how uncle ben has like not played a significant role in this spider-man's life clearly or 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 not i don't know the point is uncle ben is so absent and tony stark is in his place and some people are fucking pissed about that and um and i i say i compelling uh stories are compelling stories and the peter tony relationship works so fucking well in these movies so i'm totally fine with it and so I'm cool with with them doing their own thing with all the characters and all the stories. Yeah. But that said, I was just excited to see Jack Kirby Eternals looking shit, and it does not look like we'll get it. But hey, good movie's gonna be a good movie. You so. don't know. Maybe it w- maybe it will. Maybe it will. We don't yeah. think we saw too much of the dark dimension in any of the Doctor Strange marketing. Uh, they were really focused on like the mirror dimension and stuff and the, yeah. the, the, the inception of city later. so maybe they're just holding it off they're holding off all the crazy kirby stuff for you until you're until you bought the ticket mm, and your butt's mm, in mm. the seat good all right i want it ethan knows that all i give a shit about is like all the kirby black light stuff and that's <laughs> that's my shit uh so i really hope it, they they get it in there either way excited for it that cast is going to be phenomenal i'm sure um kenny we're moving along here. I want to know. Um, we kind of already started digging into it a little bit, but I want to know if you got any reading recommendations, anything you want to share with the folks. Oh, yeah. Of course, everyone so, knows that you've got a long, long, long list of stuff that you've read and been reading this year. So everyone's interested oh God, to find yeah. out what else you've. So we want to talk. We want to hit the. Let's go over to Goodreads. Goodreads. <laughs> uh, so far for this year, two hundred seventy-two books. It is insane. Uh, so volumes, <laughs> mostly volumes of comics. So right now, I think as I've told most people on Twitter and everything, I am reading all of One Piece. 
mm-hmm. which is uh, at the end of this week on Sunday, we'll be at 1,014 chapters, and I'm on chapter 984. Whoa, you're on top of it. Yeah, so I'm Damn. 30 chapters away uh, from catching up, uh, which is crazy. <laughs> you mad come man. This far. You and mad I man. get the hype now. Like, mm, I understand. Okay. Okay. Um, I completely get why people loved it. Like I kind of dismissed it because it was populist. Like when mm-hmm. I was first getting into stuff and in the early 2000s when it debuted, I was like, eh, this doesn't look like for me. And now like seeing what Oda does with super deep, every character has like a backstory that could be its own book. It right. could be their own main character, but like, every character, mm-hmm. even the littlest, dumbest members of every crew ends up getting some backstory that you're like, Oh my God, that could be its own thing. And awesome. I'm so invested. Um, like that book made me care about a gangster who wears a pink baby bonnet and a <laughs> diaper and like make me desperately feel for him as a character okay. and not okay. have it be goofy. Uh, That's yeah. So awesome. senior pink is a big deal. And uh, is, his is story your favorite? should be told. Who's your favorite? He's not my favorite. If I had, so somebody asked me this recently. Um, if I had to pick a favorite character, like in terms of their backstory and everything, I'd probably have to. You know, how much about One Piece do you know? If I'm gonna name drop, okay. Almost nothing. There's a character named Nico Robin, and um, her power is like she can grow multiple limbs, like either on herself or on her target that she can see. Dope. So like she can have arms grow on an enemy across the room and hold them down against the wall. Dope. Uh, and her backstory I love because she's kind of like a pirate archaeologist and is really interested in like these big stone hieroglyphic things called poneglyphs that have like the secret history of the world that they're sailing. Mm-hmm. So she's real into this big mystery that's gone on through all these chapters about like what happened to the world where no one remembers what it was like before the government took over. Okay. And it has something to do with the one piece treasure and everything. So she's probably my favorite. Like she's super chill uh has like a cool unique power and like i just appreciate that she's just like an archaeologist who's willing to throw down Amen. like a more like a more badass sort of indiana jones mm-hmm. is like super is like willing to get into the fight a little bit more um i like that i like so that. yeah i love nico robin i think she's pretty badass sweet well I would say I would get into it, but I really don't know if I if I can. It's dangerous. <laughs> it's I know it's it seems like an insurmountable feat. Yeah, uh, but you've done um, it, and that's awesome. I have. I'm gonna catch up. So I've also uh, on the fiction side. I just read Mongrels by Stephen Graham Jones. That book okay. is outstanding. Nice. Anything that that guy has written is gold. Uh, he primarily writes horror, and I eat up every single bit of it mongrels is like a unique take on werewolves and about like roaming werewolves who have to travel from town to town and like broken down cars and get part-time jobs and stuff Mm -hmm. because they can't stay anywhere too long because people will find out um i don't want to say anything more about it because people should just go read it mongrels by stephen graham jones is a novel absolutely fantastic what was that is it a novel yeah, it's a novel. It's like a prose novel, um, so that's good. And then on the um, on the comic side too, I just finished Monsters by Barry Windsor Smith, that giant yep. like thick graphic novel he'd been working on for two or three decades. God damn, uh, that's fantastic too, and like went in directions I was not expecting. Uh, that's a definite must for comics fans. Like anyone who loves his work on like Weapon X and everything, um, and the millions of other things he's drawn throughout the years. 
uh, like monsters from Fantagraphics is just outstanding. Awesome. Well, those get out there, folks. Um, I always got also, reading recommendations. This boy is always reading, so a- absolutely. Can people follow you on Goodreads? I'm not on that platform. Is it like? Yeah, a, I think so. I right. I mean, I have people who are friends of mine and stuff who've added me, but I mean, I really go on there. I don't like necessarily socialize on there. People are welcome right. to follow me or anything, but mm-hmm. I just go on there to track all my books. Yeah. Um, and if I people want to keep liberal up. with my star ratings too. Like, if I even mildly enjoy it, I'm good to give it a four. Like, nice. uh, like I'll give everything a four out of a five, uh, a five out of five. I barely, I try not to put any like angry. I don't put like, yeah, you, you just know, don't want to put the energy out bad there. Reviews. No man. Like absolutely. I get dude, that. Somebody, somebody worked on that, man. Good vibes only. Uh, good vibes only. Yeah. Good vibes only. I don't, I don't want any vibe checks while I'm recording the books <laughs> I read on Goodreads. <laughs> absolutely. Um, well, we can hop on over to, uh, Twitter. We had just a few Twitter questions come in. Um, it, we can kick it off with Mr. Nigel Nain Wooten himself, and he asks, "Could you? Would you with a goat?" Question mark. Could you? Would you with a goat? Mm-hmm. Um, if that's open to interpretation as to what it is, mm-hmm. I would do with a goat, uh, which I would suggest either road trip or mm-hmm. eating contest. I'm going to go mm-hmm. eating contest, and yes, I would. <laughs> with a goat okay, i feel like a goat good. would be the goat in an eating contest uh and i know that they're great eaters and that that cartoonish joke about them eating anything is true because as a kid at a petting zoo a goat ate my sandal that's the whole thing there. huh <laughs> he just bit it and ripped it up and started chewing it and munch, munch. it was one of those like um like nylon type ones from the 90s that was like a braided colored cord and then black rubber and he just grabbed it and ripped it off my foot and just chewed it and started swallowing it so <laughs> i had to walk home with one shoe God from damn. the petting zoo so real sad story but that just tells me that the goat would be motivated to win that eating contest Amen. maybe not that hot wing contest that i guess ryan told everybody about where it was <laughs> so bad puked afterwards <laughs> yeah well okay i don't know if he mentioned why i did though because like it, didn't you didn't you have a bunch of ice cream or milk or something afterwards that's was it? not what did it it's, okay it was gonna happen regardless <laughs> because <laughs> okay. um i had been like putting the wings in my mouth and just pulling the meat and the sauce off and swallowing it Oh, and man. all of that spice like my body rejected it like yeah. poison like yeah, it was like yeah. if i ate a whole you know like if you accidentally swallow a little bit of toothpaste yeah yeah and how you like start to get rid of it it felt like i had squeezed like 10 tubes of jalapeno toothpaste God and i damn. like super super spicy food but this stuff was like they wore gas masks and everything and the sauce was so thick griffin it was like spaghetti sauce and it was Ooh. half an inch the whole way around God damn. The wings. Yeah. God damn. You had to I, wear gloves. I admire you, to sir. Touch them without. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't subject a goat to that. But, you know, like maybe a hot dog eating contest. Or, sure, uh, sure. You know, maybe I'll let the goat pick. I don't know. If we're going to be partners, I want him or her to have a say in it. Yeah, I respect that. I appreciate yeah. that, too. Tyler Jenis, how much sawdust do you think you can put in a Rice Krispie treat before people start to notice? Oof. I mean, if we're talking about like a like a standard size pan like you mm-hmm. come home your mom's made rice crispy treats they're still mm-hmm. warm she's cutting them up i think hmm 
think about it realistically. You know, you're trying to stretch your bucks out. Mm-hmm. It's uh, hard times trying to get the sawdust in there, like the old uh, slug burgers where they put old dried stale bread in the ground beef God back in the damn. depression. <laughs> so we're making some, we'll call these lumberjack crispies. Yep. Because they've sure. got sawdust in them. You could probably get, I don't know, probably at least 10 ounces of lumberjack. Easy. Some lumberjack powder in there before people start to really Easy. notice. So people notice a little bit more grit in their rice krispies <laughs> mm. than they're used to. <laughs> Gonna need some water with that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, Inake's in here is asking, when will what will you read when you finish One Piece, which will be very <sighs> soon here. Yeah, I saw that. So I don't know. Like I was kind of telling... Um, my wife today like i when i finish this i don't know what i'm going to read because i've dedicated so much time like i have a daily routine of reading one to two volumes of one piece every morning like with my morning cup of coffee i'm just gonna Mm -hmm. have to switch it out for something else i've read all of jujutsu kaisen i read all of demon slayer maybe i just like pick another shonen jump classic and then go through all of that Uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know which one it's gonna be i started promised neverland and never finished it i know people just got really mad about the anime ending i don't know how the manga ends if people like that or if it's different Mm, but i I remember starting that and being intrigued by it so maybe i'll do that one um i really wish they'd put like all of you you haka show or something on the shonen jump app so i could read that Mm. or hunter hunter um but i don't think we'll get that anytime soon i do need to finish the most recent volume of jojo's so i'll probably jump on that uh nice the end of diamond is unbreakable and they're going into golden wind pretty soon. And the new season of the Jojo anime part six just got announced. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I got to catch up on the anime. I'm, I'm behind on that shit. Um, Oh, you are watching the anime. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I've only, I've only gotten to the second one. I'm so like, I've, I've barely oh, so even touched battle it. Tendency then with Joseph. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much of a, how much of a flip is it tonally oh, when yeah. Joseph it's, takes over? It's insane. And that's why, like, so many people told me that they hated it. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's bizarre because I've heard a lot of great stuff about it. And watching volume one, I was like, okay, all right. Like, I can I can see why this wouldn't be someone's cup of tea. I enjoy it. I, I like the sort of melodrama of it all, of course. And the, the just, like, it's a different, it's a different um, coat of paint than you usually see yeah. in, 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 in it. And so I'm, I was into it. But then I know people are like, but part two, part two is where it gets good. And then I was like, okay. And then, of course, that big switch happens. And I'm like, oh, motherfucker. Okay, well, I get it. I get it now. Um, yeah. I was, I enjoyed part one, but I can see the appeal here. And I'm, I'm excited to get into part two. And now what's great is every part now is they do that complete reversal of mm-hmm. like, because, you know, you go from, not to spoil a ton of JoJo's for mm-hmm. anybody, but you go from like ultra noble super gentleman protagonist yes, yes. to trickster <laughs> cheater mm-hmm. liar backstabbing goofy mm-hmm. donald duck type mm-hmm. protagonist uh and from a like <laughs> traditional like traditional like pride and prejudice also with castlevania mixed into it to uh like dracula and um indiana jones vibe mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the second guy and it's crazy because they just reinvented just wait till you get to part three and they start introducing stands oh that's when it gets real <laughs> that's when that's like when they say when you've entered real dark souls like that's <laughs> real jojo's once the stands show up oh my fucking god i'm excited yes. i've heard i've heard okay. some crazy shit about that um uh you for you questions had... i actually have a couple 
I, I was going to say, yeah, you put out a tweet of your own. Um, yeah. Uh, did you want me to read that one? Or are you pulling? Yeah, I saw you on Instagram as well. I can read I this one a, from Joe. You, if you want. How did you see I was on Instagram? You put it on Instagram. I saw it oh, on I your story. Oh, I thought you meant you could like see through my video that I was on my <laughs> phone right now. Like, no, no. I, I saw it um, earlier. Yeah, I'll I just this. have, I got uh, the same sawdust question on there. Tyler hit us on both to make sure we got to it. Um, <laughs> we got to I have know. a question here from, we can go back to Twitter afterwards. This mm-hmm. is probably the only unique one I have. At Cutie Cat asks, why is Ant-Man the worst? Oh, come on. I don't think so. Why would he be the worst? I mean, I guess like there are iterations where he's like an asshole and a con man. So yeah. I don't I... have anything against shrinking powers, but <laughs> cutie cat who may or may not be my wife. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. It's <laughs> a very strong feeling about Ant-Man and shrinky powers. Uh, <laughs> well, not a it's... fan of it. Well, it's cool because he shrinks, but then he's still got all that momentum and, and velocity and power that he, that he I think would as a regular useful. man. I, I think yeah. it's sweet. Can also I... get giant. Can also get big. Get big, giant, boy. man. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I right. love I Ant-Man. Was... I love Paul okay. Rudd as Ant-Man. Uh, yeah, Paul great. I'm, I'm excited to see if they like finally kind of go for it on this third one. Um, Quantum Mania. I like that title. King the Conqueror is going to be in there, we know. I'm hoping that that's more or less what I thought the second one was going to be. Ant-Man and the Wasp, I was hoping, would be like a trek through the quantum realm and shit and it would just be filled with like we were talking you know crazy jack kirby-esque visuals and stuff and yeah. it seems well, like that's gonna be this third one. one um so i love me a good ant-man book so nothing against the man um joe mulvey over here on your twitter asked with convention starting up again which hype i can't wait to be Ooh. at a convention with you sir um, if a promoter asked you to make a quote convention team of five comics bros to travel with to several shows like a tour, who's your team? And you do not count as one of the five. Okay, so I had to pick five other people to bring with me, like a uh, Ocean's Eleven situation. Yes, I imagine but this like might be quite easy. You have the the whole group to your disposal, the whole Skype chat to your disposal. Yeah. Okay, here. so I think. It's going to be tough because there's more people in that group. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got to right, pick. So I'm going to cheat a little bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it's going to be, I'm doing this purely on size. And I'll explain <laughs> it in a second. So okay. it would be, I'd bring with me Daniel Warren Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Stegman, that's mm-hmm. two, Brian Level, mm-hmm. uh, Jay Leistein. Okay. And uh, also, who's making also, the cut? Uh, Ryan Lee. Okay. But okay. in suitcases, we would carry <laughs> Riley Rosmo <laughs> and uh, and Tyrell Cannon. We would make them fold down into <laughs> uh, into suitcases and sneak them in because I can't run without all without all my gang. Amen. Uh, Amen. So we would hide them in there. Yeah, and that's there's... how that's how we would do it, man. We just have to, you know, we have to sneak them in, and yes. then I assure you, somehow Dave Acosta will have already been where we were trying to get into, <laughs> and was already be like, "Well, you've been sitting here for like twenty minutes at the table. This is ridiculous." Uh, awesome. Giving us a very dad excuse about how he's been waiting for us the whole time. Mm, a good uh, so team. That's my answer. 
a good team. But you know, all are welcome. I don't travel with any exclusive groups or anything. Like, Mm-mm. I would travel with whoever, man. I've shared hotel rooms yeah. with tons of different people. It's been super fun. That's my thing. Is like, I'm so glad when I, I didn't realize how much I would miss conventions until we didn't have them, and like how much there's so many people in comics like. I mm-hmm. haven't gotten to see or hang out with forever. Like um, Kate Sharon, who's a super talented artist. She's doing Chain of the Grave right now. She's a great friend of mine. I love hanging out with her. Like we only really ever get to hang out at shows. Uh, I miss hanging out with her. Robert Wilson, the fourth, that dude's awesome. Uh, we got to hang out at the, and share a room and stuff at the last, uh, the last uh, Comic-Con that there was before and at C2E2. C2E2 2020. Uh, that great. Um, he and I have a similar deep Gundam passion. So like, nice. I just, you know, I miss running into all my, all my peeps at the Amen. shows and stuff. So, yeah. And it was, it was really heart wrenching for Ethan and I, cause it was literally like our first jump into the scene and we were so excited for like a year of, uh, of doing that yeah. shit. And, um, no, there it goes, but hopefully, you know, uh, pretty soon here, you know, I know that. Folks are talking about New York Comic Con maybe happening yeah. in person. And C2E2. Um, and C2E2. Uh, so, and I can only imagine um, the boys will be at that. And wherever Ryan and Donnie go, Ethan and I go. So, <laughs> whether, whether they're paying for it or not, we're going to fucking be there one way or another, going to make it happen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that's really exciting. So, hopefully, sometime soon we can get that all back together. But. Until then, we're going to keep bringing you guys some stellar podcasts here on the Amazing Friends Network with a bunch of great comics creators that are bringing you fantastic comics work, including Mr. Kenny Porter here. Kenny, thanks so much for being with us tonight for your second quarterly reporterly. Did you have anything you wanted to say to the folks before we leave it off tonight? Yeah, of course. Uh, First of all, thanks again for hosting me on mm-hmm. the show that has my name. I appreciate it. You're doing everything. Sad Ethan wasn't able to be with us this time. Of course. But I think we had a good, nice, fun, chill episode. We learned some things. We had some laughs. Always. We shared some insights. I talked yeah, about what it would be like to, you know, be in an eating competition with a goat. As most uh, as any good podcast should. Yes, I revealed I'm not sure who's seating in a certain part of the government. Uh, so there's that. Showed my card with that, that I know more about a fake pirate world than I do about the real one. Um, mm-hmm. And I would encourage everybody, uh, as it's getting restocked places, to go buy a copy of Fearless. And mm-hmm. obviously let me know what you think. Help support the book. Um, I'll go ahead and tag and post another link to it uh, when this episode comes out. So that people can go grab it from their local bookstore, their local comic book store, you know, shop local bookstores. Like it's one of the best things you can do to help support the book business. Mm -hmm. And as always, like keep reading. And if you ever have any questions or anything about writing, creating stuff, just shoot me a message on TikTok or Instagram or something and I'll try to get to it. Sweet. Um, Thank you so much for joining us, guys. We will be back here on the Amazing Friends Network with one of our three shows sometime soon uh i think we have two episodes of book club in the can kenny over on book club we've been talking about why the last man um yet so the second part of that uh, should be coming out soon i believe guys we we i think we got the green light from mr cates on that one to put it out um you never know sometimes donnie will let things slip and we gotta have him listen to it again it's just to make sure that there's no confidential information being released before it should um 
So keep your eyes peeled for that. And of course, Ryan will be back next week uh, with with whatever it's going to be. Uh, and of course, Ethan and I have Supple Boys coming down the pipeline as always. You can follow Heck us yeah. at Stegman Show uh, on Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow Kenny at Ken Blake Porter. I am at Griff Sheridan. Uh, those are the things that I usually have to say. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. SheridanandSmith.com for all of your Amazing Friends podcast needs, including merch, Patreon, and, uh, I don't know, all the episodes. It's all there. It's a great website. Please visit it, and please give us money. Um, yeah, okay, that's it. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, did you know that the podcast you're listening to right now is actually part of a network of podcasts dubbed the Amazing Friends Podcast Network, Ethan Parker Smith? I did, Griffin Sheridan. And did you know that for other great podcasts, comics, and more, you can visit SheridanandSmith.com? Huh. No shit. Mm-hmm.